my watch. I said what I said. Not on my watch. I'll crush you so badly, you'll regret the rest of your life. Who the hell are you? That's for PC people, I'm not PC. The thing is, if you come to me, you're just gonna get gathered. Because no, I'm not having it, John. Adam or whoever the hell you are. Coming up today on the Gathering Podcast. <laughs> Actually, let me even tell you that. Any time I'm like, oh, I've been to Nigeria, people are like, are you Nigerian? I'm like, no. They're like, why the hell would you go to Nigeria? I'm like, are you actually mad? Are you sick? Why would you ask we me have, why you I would go to Nigeria? That was, a, that was a turn up. You know what I mean? Gigs came on and the other girl from London was like, oi! <laughs> when I stood up, I she was on the bar! You cannot let people stamp on you, stamp on you, stamp on you, and treat them good while they yeah. rape you, they loot you, yeah. they steal from you, and they, treat, never you, learn they treat you like fucking illiterates. Yeah. Do you think the UK see Africa as allies like they see the US or like they see France? No. Hey guys, and welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, and I'm here with the lovely Ree. Ree, say hi to the people. Hey to the peoples. Hey, hey, hey. So, today's episode is going to be completely jam-packed. Oh, goodness gracious me. I'm literally trying to think of how we're even going to break all of this down. But anyway, let's start to unpackage some of this. Before I go into that, how was your week, Ree? It was really good this week. What did you do? Um, I lost my bank card. <laughs> you got robbed. And... <laughs> I'm back in the gym. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. See, that's what it, I actually went and did some gym gym wear shopping, and I'm gonna be back because obviously I'm taking a trip, and I'm not gonna be around for a little while. I'm also taking a trip, and we are gonna be taking a trip together. We're gonna be meeting up at some point. We're gonna be meeting up at another location. You guys are gonna find out all about that. We're super excited. There's a lot of um, exciting news behind that. Um, yeah. So I've gone and gotten some new gym wear so i'm getting back in the gym i too. told you once you start buying the gym wear buying that buy the nice matching ones as well yeah set. you I actually look nice forward ones. to going to the gym exactly that is it well my week was um no one asked you <laughs> <laughs> can't fucking exactly why i had to fucking bring up bitch um yeah my week was just okay i've just really been prepping for my trip and just trying to get all my ducks in a row. I'm like so excited to get the hell out of the colonizers land. Me too. I can't I'm wait. So excited. I can't wait. Like honestly, like it's 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 been a long time coming. I haven't left the country yet this year. Actually, yes, I have. I've left the country this year, let me not lie. But I haven't left it enough for me. So um yeah, so leaving for a little while is really gonna be good, especially because I'm incorporating like um career stuff as well. So, you know, it's gonna be exciting times. Anyway. Let me get into this. So I'm going to start off by discussing all of the hot topics. This week was not a slow news week. There was a lot that went on in the media. Um, Everything from Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj to the old schools, Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige getting into it, which we we haven't even heard any real details about that particular beef. So I'm hoping that something will surface. But do you notice how the old school people, their shit does, there's no videos. There's, it's all speculation, but it's the newcomers in comparison to them who have literally videos from about 20 angles coming out about them. Like, come on now. They're paying people. <laughs> they get, they pay they pay people to follow them. I believe so. I do. Everyone has had their phones out. So anyway, let's talk about Cardi B versus... Um, so we're going to talk about Cardi B versus Nikki, Colin Kaepernick and Nike versus the ALT right. Um, Faith Evans and Mary J, Drake and Meek Mill, which is a positive, and Serena and the US at the US Open. So, 
I'm gonna start with Cardi versus Nicki Minaj. So, um, are you are you body gang or are you um, a barb? I don't give a fuck about any of them. <laughs> to be honest, I really, I really don't care for any of them. Same. I'm literally in the same in the same bracket. I kind of feel like the issues that Cardi and Nicki have been having. I th- I think Cardi I think Nicki started it definitely because Cardi had no no reason to come for Nicki. But I think what really kind of set off the whole thing was um the motorsport incident that happened. And you know what? My friend made a really good point about the motorsport thing. She was like, listen, Nikki thought she was gonna be the queen on the motorsport motorsport track. What she didn't realise is that she was actually a plus one. Because you <laughs> have to understand Quavo is like part basically part of Offset and Cardi's family. So if he's gonna bring Cardi on a track, she's gonna be the main chick and you're gonna be secondary. Or you know, maybe he was thinking of it as they can just share the, the spotlight. But if he knows Nikki, like he says he knows Nikki, he knows that was not going to happen. So she, you were definitely a plus one on that track. But at the same time, I'm just like, fighting at the Harper's Bazaar New York Fashion Week party? Come on. I I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do, do it. You, my thing is, is that I heard that Nikki Minaj gets people blackboard. Mm. And my thing is, is that... She does. I don't think it's worth it. Like, I remember I worked, when I used to work in some company I got sacked from, I remember I hated one of the girls that worked there, but everyone loved her. Yeah. And I remember one of my colleagues saying, yeah, we all hate her, but just, it's not worth it. Pick your fights. Pick, mm. Just pick your fights. I remember I was like, no, I don't care. I just ended up getting sacked. I didn't like her. Mm. <laughs> like, so it's just not worth it. Like, it's it, not yeah. worth it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. But, is it worth it getting blackballed? Yeah. Just, just, is it worth it? I don't, you know what? Yeah, I feel like at this age, when you're in a spot like that, like that, throwing a shoe at someone is unacceptable. My thing is, yeah. if people are saying Nicki Minaj, she um, her security guard prepped her. If I have security, yeah, that's their job. Is yeah. I, why, why am I why am I fighting if my security yeah. are gonna handle you? She's smart. She went to the event. You got escorted out. You went home. Yeah. I saw Nicki looking fly at the event and unbothered. She's got a new hairstylist. Her makeup was looking that's better it. than ever. Yep. Her outfit. She actually looks good. She looked really good. Yeah. Like compared what what was when Cardi her bum was hanging out. Not. Yeah. She actually looked better than the award show she yeah, was at last yeah, month. Yeah. Where, because she, she fired her stylist. She fired her stylist and she fired... And obviously she doesn't work with Tokyo Styles anymore. So she's now gotten a new guy on mm-hmm. board. Um, she was she working with, um, with uh, Beyonce's old stylist. I forget the lady's name. But she's too <laughs> old school. She don't know what she's doing with no lace front. Trying to front talking about you license. You license, but you still can't do hair, ma'am. Um, but yeah, I think you're so right. I think the, the issue here is that... Um, when you're fighting people, sociopaths, because Nicki Minaj is a sociopath, mm-hmm. when you're fighting with a sociopath, <laughs> the worst possible thing you can do is give them ammunition and show out. Because what they do is that they do things, it's almost like if I'm pinching you underneath the covers mm-hmm. and then you spaz out and go crazy and no one saw me pinch you underneath the covers, who's going to look crazy? You're going to look crazy because I'm going to be like, I didn't even touch her. Did you see me touch? Because what happens is, did you see me touch her? Did you... No, when you see basically Nikki liking that tweet, right? This is how I would have handled it, knowing how to deal with a sociopath. Nikki liking that tweet, I would have uh, the tweet basically said something along the lines of um, Kodak Black. Obviously, we know he's out of jail now. Nikki, oh, no, 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 sorry. Cardi tweeted, um, "Welcome home, Kodak Black," and then somebody else quote tweeted it and was like, "Oh." You're, you're a mother, but you're out here supporting a rapist. Mm-hmm. And then Nikki liked it. Now, my thing is this, yeah. Why would... This is where the hood rap mentality comes in. 
why would you be pressed and bothered about Nikki liking something like that? Knowing good and well that Nikki's brother Jelani is a child rapist, a molester and a disgusting piece of shit human being. And she just did a song with 6ix9ine, who's a tweeny fiddler. <laughs> so my thing is this. I, do you know how I would have dealt with her? I'd have gone up to her at the awards. But I said, hi, how you doing? I would have hugged her. And as I hugged her, I would have dug my nails into her arm. And I'd have said, talk about my child again, bitch. And then I would have smiled, backed away. If she spazzed out when I dug my nails into her, I'd be like, I'd act so surprised. I'd be like, what's... Like, I'm literally just wishing her the best. And then she would have been standing there screaming. I would have said, I'm just giving her a hug. She would have been standing there screaming, saying, she just dug her nails into... And I'd literally be like, oh my God, you see, this is why I don't mess with her. That's how you deal with a sociopath. You know when African parents pinch their children in public when yeah. there was a kid? <laughs> give you a, and the child looking so lost in it, like, do that again, pinch. <laughs> That's how you do it. You don't <laughs> fight the bitch. You don't fight her because you're giving her exactly what she wants. And at the end of the day, we all know that Nicki Minaj is not about that life. If she was about that life, she, would, she, she wouldn't do underhanded things. If she was really gangster like she says she is, and all the all, all of her rap lyrics and these, I'ma drag them hoes like Harambe did the kid. No, she ain't dragging no hoes. What she's gonna do is run and white women the whole thing behind the scenes. It's not worth it. But anyway, apparently, um, Mark Jacobs, not even apparently, Mark Jacobs tweet, uh, no, Instagrammed a picture of a new lipstick shade that they have out called Cardi, and it's blue. And some people are wondering why it's blue because Cardi is a blood and blue is for the Crips. So they're kind of wondering what's going on with that. But anyway. The moral of the story is they're saying that this incident isn't going to stop her back. However, she may be facing some charges behind the incident. Stupid. You see? Grow up. I'm pressing charges. That's it. And you know Nikki's the type of person that will press. She looks. I'll like press, charges press charges too. Though. I'm too old to be doing all of this. Like, oh, I'm going to get you back next time. I see you. Now let me just call the police and yeah. let them handle you. Let them quick. handle it. And to be honest, like when I look at the whole situation, I think all these people that are now now you're disappointed in Cardi. Now you are. But when she was throwing shoes at Love and Hip Hop reunions, when she was getting into fights on Love and Hip Hop New York, you weren't disappointed in her then. When she was continuously going back and forth with people, telling people that I'm going to drop my baby and fight literally weeks ago, you weren't disappointed in her then. It's only now when she fights Nicki Minaj that you're disappointed in her because, oh, the white people are looking. And fuck that whole white people are looking shit. That's got nothing to do with it. Your integrity should not be measured by what a white person is going to think about what you do or do not do. That's ridiculous to me. That notion needs to be squashed completely. You need to worry about your integrity and how you look to everybody, not just how white people are going to view you. Fuck what white people think. That's a white supremacist ideology that a lot of black people like to pander to and I don't really appreciate that and I definitely don't agree with it. Okay. Anyway, moving on to, um, (laughs) anyway, let's get all the fights out of the way. Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige. What happened there? Because I haven't really, I've tried to look into it. There aren't any real details that are out yet. That's why I said, you know, the old school people, they're smarter. They don't get into things. They don't make it messy. There ain't no cameras and shit. But um, apparently they got into it at Diddy's New um, New York Fashion Week party. Uh, Without knowing any details as to why they got into it. I'm sorry, but you see, you see, when you act a certain kind of way, your reputation precedes you because I would think that it would it was faith that started it, or I would think that it's faith I, that made it physical. I don't know. No, because come on, have you ever heard of Mary J. Blige fighting? 
<laughs> have you ever heard of Mary J. Blige getting into a no, fight? No, you know sometimes her video, you know you can you know Mary J. Blige. No, but she's arm. scrappy. She got yeah, arms. she's scrappy. You know, so they, you know she's <laughs> starting them hard on yeah. breaking <laughs> up. No, she didn't want no holleration. No, but you see how she's dancing in, in, in the video, like she's lifting weights, she's like she's on site. Yeah. Like, she she's no punk. But at the same time, how many times have we heard about Faith getting into drama, trouble? She's even admitted it herself. Whereas, like, you know, Mary's not really like that. So your rep- when your reputation precedes you people are going to make assumptions about you and honestly me without even knowing the details i'm just going to assume that i think they might i don't know who started the whole beef but i would think that was faith that made it physical given her history and her past stevie j stevie not even just stevie j back in the day when she was talking about how i remember there was there's a video floating around on the internet she was being interviewed this was like in the 90s and she's talking about how she ran up on biggie and one bitch in the house and she's like <laughs> i dragged that bitch she's like, i got on, i got on a flight i went to the hotel room i knocked on the door the bitch answered and i dragged her shit we got into a fire fucked her up so we've never seen mary attached to that kind of behavior so to me i would probably say that it's um it's faith but anyway without all the details we don't know so i guess we'll have to get into that one later so moving on yeah. colin kaepernick and nike what do we think that's more well positive you know what yeah um i feel like nike's really smart um nike know who their biggest consumer is i mean look at look at how jordan's sell out who the fuck's buying those yeah <laughs> and but statistically black youth are nike's biggest u.s consumer they're, they're, they're their biggest u.s consumer and we know that the white people always copy everything the black people do exactly and trendsetters nike they initially had a dip in their um stock um on the on the um, footsie market when mm-hmm. they they everything first happened. everything happened but it went up by 30 percent it won blue eat I, that this is how these white supremacists they lost their damn, damn mind if you go to a shop and buy something and you now burn it who's that affecting who's the fool you've already done pay for it <laughs> you're not tarnishing the brand if anything anyone who is they think do you know what it is they assume that every single person in the world that is non-black is racist as well it's so true. they hope that everyone will come they don't understand that they're actually in a minor in a, in a, a certain level of a, a minority but okay, so when this whole Colin Kaepernick thing first started, what really got to me was the lack of support that he was getting mm-hmm. from other, from obviously from the NFL because he wasn't drafted after he decided to take a knee. He 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 stopped being drafted. He like literally did not get a contract from any team whatsoever, especially from his own team that he was playing with. And the fact that other players were coming out and saying he just needs to stop that, just stand up and do that. Meanwhile, he's fighting for. Let's remember, Colin Kaepernick is biracial. His mm-hmm. his birth mother is white and she's a bitch too. That woman is such a bitch. I won't even go into her. She's a whole different whole different podcast. But um, his bio his his biological mother is white. His biological father is black. I don't even know what he looks like. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know if he's mixed in admixture. I don't know. But he was raised by a white adopted family, and for somebody who was raised in that kind of environment to still make that effort to protest and ha- and be a voice for the black people, it's disappointing because you have people who are coming from full black homes where they haven't been raised by no white family and even they would never lend their voice to anything. Floyd Mayweather was basically slammed Colin Kaepernick a f- couple months back, I think maybe even last year, saying that... Um, he just needs to cut his afro and even the other guy that did the dog fighting shit oh he needs to stop he needs to just Shut stand up, up. Shut he needs up. to just stand up because Shut da, 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 da. Up. i want to know at what point what colin kaepernick was doing turned into a protest against war veterans these racists will reach for anything to justify their hatred that pisses me off 
shut up. He's <laughs> like, shut up. It's he, too much. He, he knows why he's kneeling. Exactly. And he's made that so clear. In the land of the free. Thank you. He's not, he's not doing, he's not violating any law. That's why they had to now try and find a way to demonize him. And it's like, now I'm really glad to see that other people are backing that. Because, you know, Ford announced that they're also backing Colin Kaepernick. So all these races, I'm waiting for you to burn your Ford trucks. Burn them I'm all. waiting to see the, the, the videos of you guys burning your Ford trucks and never buying another Ford vehicle again in your life. I'm actually waiting at the door for that. It's just ridiculous. I'm glad that he's finally getting the support that he deserves because he took a massive gamble. This is somebody who had a very promising career ahead of him. And what did he do? He sacrificed it. And finally, after how many years, we're now getting to see the 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 the, the reason and the actual like I can't even think of the word. Nike the, the benefit. Official, they're the official supplier for the um, NFL. So yeah, how do you feel now? Well, look at that. And those NFL billionaire white racist Texas. I I have an oil company. People are probably gonna now try and say, well, Nike, you're not gonna get the contract. We're gonna give it to Adidas. You go ahead and do that fucking idiots. I'm sure Nike will be fine. They know oh, yeah. they've, got, they've got other things to do. They've got the NBA there. They're know. a global brand. <laughs> you know. They're not just in the US. Yeah, they're, doing, they're doing bits everywhere. They're there. They're there in All tennis. The they're there in athletics. Yeah. They're there in football. Thank you. Football, which probably gets them their most money, to be fair. It's true. I don't even know if the NFL is just American. Football is actually it's an international. Yeah. It's more worldwide. So, trust me, Nike's not worried about you burning a bunch of dad sneakers. They're really not. The cheaper sneakers. Exactly. The and the thing is, yeah, Nike you. is so cheap and cheap in America. Like it the is. outlets. Like I remember we were seeing like Roshi's there for like twenty dollars. Like remember wow, the, like, see, look at that. It's, you, it's so cheap out there. Like it's Nike. It's literally like a workman thing in America. Nike yeah. is so damn cheap. Like us in in London, we're paying big big hundred pounds. Yeah. For Even me that shops in the children's section, I'm still paying big big eighty pound for a pair of for trainers. A pair of trainers. There you go. <laughs> no, it's so true. <laughs> But you know what? I stand with Nike. I've always stood with Colin Kaepernick because I felt like he was making a huge sacrifice. And I'm honestly, my heart is so full to see other NFL players actually. You know, I when love the it. NFL I love it when came I see more, to Wembley, them kneeling. they kneeled along with the owner of I think it was Fulham FC, the little Asian guy. They all kneeled, kneeled to to show solidarity. And it's like now that everybody else is getting on board with it, I'm like, thank God that his sacrifice was not in vain. Thank God. That he's actually been in a position where he's if I was an athlete in this it. country, I would also kneel when the, the colonizers tune is playing. Yeah, I I'd would. I'd I would lie flat on the fucking floor. I'll dig a I'll dig a hole and just sit inside it. <laughs> side note, just a quick side note. You know the Eastern Caribbean dollar, and I didn't realize this. It still has the Queen's face on it. What? The Eastern Caribbean dollar. What do you, when you say Eastern Caribbean, what countries are we talking? It's a, it's a whole lot of countries in the Eastern oh Caribbean. They don't have their own currencies. So what are they? I thought they always used dollars, like their own. Like no, and I know when I went to Jamaica, it was Jamaican dollars. But I'm sure in Grenada they didn't have no Grenada was definitely Eastern Caribbean dollars. I think Barb- Barbados was definitely Eastern Caribbean. Saint Lucia, yeah, hold it was, on, hold it was on, all Eastern on. Caribbean dollars. So you mean to tell me that we have countries in 2018 who all collectively use identify as different countries but collectively use yeah. the same currency the eastern caribbean dollar we've got to do better than this i think we don't really notice it because as I, yeah probably because i remember even in a lot of these caribbean countries that i've been to i'd always use a dollar anyway aren't they still practically owned i mean martinique is still owned by the french no it's not it's not owned by the french they oh, have their independence anymore. but they just haven't been bothered to make a flag yet okay saint martin <laughs> is still saint martin is still dutch on the there's one side that's dutch the, the other dutch side that's Antilles, french yeah and then but they're, they're, i'm sure they're still owned by no they're not they're, they're decolonized not. but i just feel like wow. the people the settlers never left 
Yeah, my thing is, is that when you're independent, you want to just come up with your own damn flag. Yeah. But Martinique, so I remember my friends from Martinique, and we went to this event. Yeah. And they had all the flags there, and I was like, "Can you give her?" I didn't know they didn't have that. I was like, can you "Give her Martinique flag." And the girl on the door was from Martinique. She's like, "We don't have a flag." She ended up giving her a Suriname flag. Wow. Yeah. Suriname. Yeah. Wow. That's the closest thing they can get to a flag. And I was like, "Oh, I, was, I said it." So I'm like, "Can you give the her the green, Martinique white, flag?" The green, white, and the yellow. Uh, no, no, green, it, no, it almost green, was like a Kenyan white, flag. And, oh, really? Yeah. It's almost looking like a Kenyan Because there's a lot of Suriname people in um, Amsterdam, and I remember meeting quite a few of them, and mm. they were, we were talking about it, and they one of them was like, I'm wearing the Suriname colours, and he was like... And apparently, fun fact, Snoop Dogg and Foxy Brown are um, apart Suriname. Yeah, Suriname, yeah. yeah. You can actually tell from their hair. Um, but yeah, uh, right, so moving on. Drake and Meek Mill. Because I'm going to save Serena for last. Drake and Meek Mill. So basically, Drake and Meek Mill... I don't care about We're on stage Sorry. together. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this one real quick. We're on stage together. And um, apparently they've reconciled. Somebody actually made a really good point. It means that now Drake and Ross... Rose! Rick Ross! Can start making songs again. Because I can't even lie. Their songs were fire. And obviously, because of the beef that Meek had, that pathetic attempt at a diss track. <laughs> I, think, I think he should have been trying to squash that beef from a long, periodically, time ago. But yeah, so uh, I think um, Meek has really grown. I think going to jail, being away from his son and whatnot, and even his son like acknowledging what's happened to his father. He's only seven years old, I think. And um, you know him coming out of jail and everything that he's dealt with has definitely humbled him. He's not the same Meek Mill, but I hope he'll be the same Meek Mill on the mic because I do love me a little bit of Meek. He is one of um, he's not my favorite, one of my favorite rappers. But you know he's he's up there. He's up there. I like. He's got a lot of songs that I really like. So it's good to see Drake squashing beef with him. Now, with this whole Drake thing, I 100% believe that Drake and Kim smashed, and I believe that that is part of the reason why Kanye came out the other day and apologized to Drake pertaining to this whole beef that, and back and forth that they've been having because apparently Drake is holding some things over their head, and hence why have you noticed how? Kim always has a certain kind of energy towards anybody that beats Kanye. But when it came to Drake, she hasn't said a word. I don't even know what the whole thing's going on. Well, basically, this, there, there was um, somebody that tweeted. It was actually a black British person that tweeted. And it was a white guy that ended up stealing it. And everyone is saying it was him that said it. But it was a black girl from London that tweeted. And she basically was breaking down. She thinks that um, In Your Feelings was about Kim. Because Kiki, we all know that. Well, he says so many different names. <laughs> no, no, but he, Kiki was the main one, right? And Kiki is Kim Kim's nickname. Her uh, Courtney's kids call her Kiki. So all of that, Kiki, do you love me? And blah blah blah. And then anyway, there was just this whole conspiracy, and it did kind of make sense to be honest with you. I can't lie. When I when I looked into it, so um, Kim decided to go into the sh- step into the shade room, and she was just like, never happened. Full stop. End of story. But she just didn't hold the same energy that she's been <laughs> having for other people with Drake. Fighting and swearing at people yeah, on the TL. Exactly. She didn't have that same energy. So and we all know that Kim is a whore. Kim is the type of woman that would definitely cheat on her husband. So um I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you're offended by me calling her a whore. She's showed herself to be a whore countless times. We've all seen her vagina. And I'm not even slut shaming her, but at this point in time, I'm not gonna make excuses for somebody who goes out there and and sexualizes and uses that sex to actually sell herself. If that's what she wants to do, she's going to be labelled and I'm going to give her that label as a whore. So, goodbye to anyone that's offended. Bye. Kim, goodbye. <laughs> Kim, that's who you are. That's who you choose to be. I'm not slut shaming you. You're living in your truth and that's that, along with Amber Rose and the rest of them bitches. But, um, yeah, anyway, moving on from that. 
Can we touch on Bob Risky real quickly? <laughs> Are we going to touch on Bob Risky? Yeah. yeah because... Oh, so much has gone on. Bob oh Risky just out here living oh, his life. God. Okay, yeah. So, how, how fucking spiteful. So, Bob Risky, somebody decided Bob Risky was coming into London for his and promoting his birthday bash, which I actually ended up seeing on shubs.com and I thought, oh, God, that's going to be a mess. Unfortunately, Bob Risky posted a video um, saying that, you know, I'm on my way to London, gonna see you guys later on, la di da. When he got to London, somebody had called immigration and informed them that he was coming here to make money. And obviously, he was on a visiting um, visa not on the correct visa if you're coming into the country to make money you have to have i think there's there's showbiz visas that you can get which mm-hmm. will give you um the right to make money and and do like shows and whatnot and um yeah so he was deported back to nigeria lucky for him he didn't get that 10-year ban or however long it is that they give he <laughs> was basically just told he has to go back to nigeria and apply for a visa that's why you don't tell people when you travel. I know for my mum always used to lie. I used to look at my mum growing up. She used to lie about the date. She'd be like, I'm coming next week. This time my mum would be going tomorrow. But she's like, you don't tell people when you travel. Because like, she's yeah. imagine people are wicked. Like, l- yeah. look, he's, he's his own money. It's his own bum hole that he's getting fucked in. Like, why are you not so... Why do people actually hate him? The thing is, Bob Risky's actually been to London before. He's been Many to times. America. He's been yeah. to Dubai. He he's probably been to more countries than half of you lot. My thing is, is that... All of this year, half of you lot's parents still still don't, don't even have a definite leave. Thank you. So let me let me let me start calling immigration on some of your parents yeah. and see how they put you on the first plane back. <laughs> Seriously, no, it's just it's just no. <laughs> especially especially with being like West African in the UK, we know that a lot of us are first generation. We know we know yeah. a lot of our parents struggle for you yeah. to call home immigration on somebody. This is the thing about it. Back He's in not the day, anyone. Back in the day, everyone used to work together. Now look, yeah. People are calling he's not hurting it. And he wasn't, he's not even trying not to live here. Anyone. He's not trying to move over here. He's he doesn't need before. to be here. He's, he's living, living his the best life in Africa. Bumhole getting rinsed in Lagos. He <laughs> needs to be here. Anyone who lives a good life in Nigeria doesn't want to live doesn't here. Doesn't want to. Trust, trust me. me. And no, anyone that lives a good life in Africa does not want to live in the UK. I promise you. They come here, they shop, they go back. They go back. They have no business. They don't want to be here struggling with us. Do you think they want to be here struggling with you lot? <laughs> I remember one of the girls Dubai. I went, went to school with. She was like, "I'm going to Dubai for my birthday for the weekend." I was like, "Mhm." Mhm. I was like, "Mhm." And she was like, "You can't." Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Of course, I'm coming. Who, who's paying for my ticket? You're mad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. I just, I feel like people are such fucking haters in this world because I saw a lot of people on on Twitter actually happy and they're like, "Laugh out loud, Bob Risky got deported First on a business class that's not, life. On a business class, that's not nice. Like, it's embarrassing. You can only imagine what it would have been like for him sitting down." having to explain himself, being denied entry, having to go to the detention centre, or at least they probably, I hope they let him wait in the airport for his return, return flight. It's just not fair. You know what I mean? And it's like, why would you want to... It says a lot about people who want to go out there and stop somebody else's bag. He's not hurting anybody. Is he fucking your dad? Maybe he's fucking some of you lot's dad. That's why you're pissed. Your fake politician. My thing, if you don't like him, you can just simply unfollow him. It's not by Literally. Literally, you know, there was a point in time where I didn't want to fuck with Bob Risky anymore because I felt like he's doing <laughs> he was way doing too a lot much. At one point, yeah, there was whining. a point in time when he was doing too much, and I, do you know what I did? I didn't start reporting his videos. I didn't start going in his comment section and dragging him. I didn't do any of that. I just realized that listen, it's about me. It's not about him. I just don't. I don't like the shit that he's doing. Unfollow. Simple. Didn't want to follow him anymore. You think that I'm gonna go out of my way? to try and call immigration on somebody and get them deported. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. That is so messed up. He's not hurting anybody unless he's hurting your dad's bum hole. Then maybe you might want to start calling immigration on him. 
pathetic. No, you might want to just talk to your father. <laughs> anyway, down to the main event of... Um, wow, we said 10 minutes. We're literally halfway through. Anyway, it's all good. <laughs> so down to Serena and the US Open. Good God. So... If you've been living under a hole, you know I love that. You live in you you had to have been living under a hole. If you don't know that Serena the Williams of the hole. lost the US Open to a half Haitian, half Japanese tennis player. Haitian I, Japanese. I'm trying to get her name. Naomi Osaka. That's it. Now, oh, perfect. Get it, girl. Naomi Osaka. Um, she lost. The thing is, we don't know if Serena would have won or if she would have lost. I think she might have lost. Basically, because. <laughs> we don't know that because she did get to the final so um what ended up happening was the umpire something ramos luigi can't remember that bitch's name anyway fuck him the umpire for the game decided that he wanted to exercise his power which is something that me personally i grew up watching tennis i've never seen an umpire behave in that way an umpire isn't even part of the game they're literally just an observer who makes sure that the rules are still uh, are being enforced on the court so the first penalty that he gave her was because her coach gave her a thumbs up to go her and he felt an like well, she was coaching. I mean, he, he's done a good job with her. I'll give him that. No, he's a white supremacist. He, he, he went against her in the, in the press. Are you joking? Yeah, as a white supremacist does. <laughs> this man is even married to a black woman. What's wrong with him? White he coaches a black woman. You see, supremacist. exactly. No, but that's, that's, that's what, why they say you can't you be see? Black Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He Look said I like... was coaching her. He said he said he, I was coaching her. She said he wasn't coaching me. Even if he you were wasn't. coaching her, you he gave her lie. a thumbs up. Why didn't he just lie? Do you know what? At this point, just fucking lie. He you gave her a thumbs up. He was like, search within. But he should just But lie. is that really coaching or inspiring? He should just lie. Because I would say coaching would be if 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 you did an arm action to be like, do this, do that's coaching. Whether or but not to your say coaching, within your coach is meant to like look at what happens during football when the coach runs up and wants to beat up the referee. Your coach is meant to lie for you. <laughs> of course. And honestly, no, I'm not trying to be funny, but coaching as far as I know, I know coaching is not exactly um part of the rules, but I kind of feel like there's a lot of tennis players over the years who have been coached. It's during true, the but, game, um, I feel like I don't think it's fair. If to Serena, if Serena her. came out and said she he wasn't coached and he did, it just, it just it's just a mess. It just makes it look messy. Why did he do that? I don't know because he's, he's at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, I can't. No, do you know what? Let me not. Let's if, not if say dad, that he's a white no, supremacist no, because he did that. If he, because we can't like, label every everything white supremacy. No, but my thing is, is that he's trying to please the white media, so he's not going to want the uproar. And yeah, I feel like you know her what? Dad Maybe doesn't care. I mean, look what her dad did. Um about 13 years ago when they booed her for the whole match they were like, they were like you, he was like you'll never play her again she didn't play yeah. there for 13 years good and that was her first big tournament after she got big they begged and begged the, the, the sisters to come back and they said nah no. we'll come yeah. back when we're ready it's taken her 13 years to go back there thank god for her father you know thank god for that when you start putting in other people's man. hands who yeah. want to pander then it's just <sighs> anyway. anyway outside of that idiot doing that um she's 36 years old She's 36 years old. And to be honest with you, I she got to the final. She's had a baby. She's played, but she just had a baby recently. And on top of it, it wasn't just a normal pregnancy. It was a very high-risk pregnancy. She almost lost her life. They almost lost the baby. That's how serious it was. So to, for a woman to come back from something like that, she's get back on the court and even get to the and final. And this is not even her first game. She's been playing for she's a while. She's been playing, yeah. She's My been thing modern. is that, to these stupid women who are in the comments, a lot of you come back from having a baby and you don't even go back to your office job full time thank you <laughs> you don't do two you days a week 20 hours a week a week let alone and some of you don't, don't even go to your back to your physical state let alone do a whole grand slam and you have to be training there you go you have to be in the gym you have to be 
on call every day. And you know what? It hurt. Do you know what hurt me the most? And I did cry when I watched the videos was that when she kept, like everything that she kept saying to him was my daughter. Like the first time when she went up to him, she was just like, he's not coaching. He's not coaching me. He's just telling don't me, call a me a cheat. Up. don't call me a cheat. I have a daughter and I, I'm really trying to know. And every, every time she had an exchange with him, she had to bring up Olympia because the reality is that I'm not just Serena anymore. I'm Serena, who is also Olympia's mother, and I don't want to be branded something that I'm not. She's been playing for 20 years, and she's only got 24 Grand Slam. She's lost a lot. She's lost a lot. <laughs> she has yeah, lost she a has. lot. Do you know from Wimbledon, from the US yeah. Open, that there's the French Open? She has lost she a lost. lot of games. Yeah. Like so, if she had won every game, she'd be on something like uh-huh. I want to say 60 something Grand yeah, Slam. She would, she but would. she hasn't. She hasn't. Yeah, it's she's true. lost a lot of games. So she's used to losing. She's lost. I've seen her and crash a, out of Wimbledon. She's the most gracious loser. That's what. She's, I've seen her crashed out of Wimbledon in the most embarrassing manner. Yeah. Like, she's just lost games. Like, she yeah. just had really bad serves. Injuries. She's had really bad matches. It's true. There's some games that's, it's, I feel like we've sometimes in sports, just like athletics, like sprinting, some days it's just how good you're going to be on the day. It's true. Yeah. And that's that. You saying lost his last race before retirement? You know, I feel he like lost. he pulled up because he knew he was going to win. I honestly yeah. think that. <laughs> it's just, that. That injury was just like, okay. No, I think it was a genuine injury, but I think he pulled out because he knew he, that he because was, of this injury, I'm not going to be able to do it. I feel like he, time went I by. I feel like he didn't have the injury on the court. I feel like he wasn't going to win that race. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people would just want to go out as a champion. Anyway, she, Serena, she still has more time. And it doesn't even, even with the same with Usain Bolt, you're still going to be a champion regardless. Yeah, Serena's done a lot. still going to be a champion. She's, I think she's the number one sports person of the century. That's what she's they, done a lot. Know. She had won this match with a broken record. Yeah, but she's she done will. a lot. She'll still get there anyway. She'll still get there. She will. But you know what pissed me off the most? You have a half Japanese, half Haitian, the first Haitian. That girl's biracial. Black. She's black. And she had to keep reminding the reporters because they kept calling her I Japanese. I grew up in a Haitian like, no, household. No, no, and her parents I came built a to school America in Haiti. Free. There you go. There you go. From Japan. She was born in Japan. Came to, came to America, Florida when she was three years old. Her parents had built a school in Haiti. She's very much connected to her Haitian roots. But I feel like there's just they want to separate her. You know, from and people, that. but people, someone must have quoted tweet. I hate people quote tweet. I find it so passive aggressive. <laughs> saying about she's um, being accepted in Japan. You don't know why she's paying for Japan. She might be paying for Japan. She's not she being accepted in Japan. You don't know. She, she can't be. She's probably paying for Japan because she couldn't get on the US team. That's what a lot of people yeah. do. They always go to the second. Like, you see a lot of people yeah. who, who run for Nigeria because they can't run for the US or yeah. they can't run for the UK. You go to you the, go to the, the, the team where you can get Haiti's it. Haiti's hard as well. Haiti's like, not Haiti exactly wouldn't have the position. funding. They yeah, don't have exactly. the money. To, um, they don't of have the money, but Japan, Japan certainly does have the money. Yeah. It's, it's just like a London. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I remember there was that um, half, there was a biracial beauty queen and she was representing Japan and um, she was half Jap- Japanese, half, uh, I think, African-American. The way that she was treated, people were like, she was like, you know the abuse that I got when I won from Japanese people saying that you don't represent us, you're a nigger, you don't represent us, we, we don't want anybody like you being the face of Japanese beauty. So my thing is that the Japanese don't accept that. They're, not, the, the, from, They're not. From they just want to. From just going glory. to Japan, I let you know that the Japanese do not budge on their culture. I will tell you that. They free. don't. Like they're not trying to speak. I remember me and my colleague were completely lost in the middle of nowhere. They're, they're not, not trying to speak any type of English to yeah. you, even though they can speak it. Yeah. They're not budging. They, their culture. Yeah. They're not. They're not accommodating your culture. So you're going to Japan. You're going to do it things their way. You're going to be yeah. five minutes early for the train because the train leaves four minutes uh, four minutes before the time on the board. Wow. literally everything See? is done their, their way you're their gonna way have wasabi in your big mac 
and get your lips burned <laughs> and that's it they're not like and then two black knees girls that i saw in japan that stared and stared at me until their mum pushed them down the road i believe they've never seen their father and that's that <laughs> anyway we digress that's amazing though they must have literally felt like oh my god they were staring they at me with their mouths their open life. they were twins and they were looking and their mum was like looking and it got to the point where they, they needed to go that way around the corner and they were standing there and their mum literally had to physically remove them and my oh. colleague was like oh my god they've probably never seen that the black, black person. person i was like yep, yeah they probably don't know their father that's traumatizing man but yeah i mean look at all the children that were left in the um left by the army the U.S. Army navels, the black ones, or the black and these babies that were left behind. And yeah, and there's a lot of like um, um, American troops in Japan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's been happening serving. for a long time. There's a lot of them. I actually saw a story about one. His mother was Japanese and his father was uh, African American, and um, he went on a, a show and he managed to find his father. And the reunion just had me in. Everybody was in tears. Like. It was actually a Japanese man that connected him back with his father and he ended up being able to come over to the US and work for the man. It was just such a feel-good story, but it was just, it's the disconnection because obviously the white supremacy... Listen, Phil from The Advice Show always says, white supremacy is an ideology. It's not just about the colour of your skin. Even a black person could be a white supremacist. Even you have those coons out there who are pandering. Chinese people, Japanese people, no matter what colour, Indian, it doesn't matter anybody can be a white supremacist and i was so grateful when phil made that comment because i was even, like you know what these it's people so are not true. even scared of losing their jobs of course not no they're not that's why that's why phil always says the white supremacist you will film them in their company car practicing white supremacy is more important to them than eating hence why they're ready to even be on camera exercising their right of white supremacy mm-hmm. and knowing that they could lose their jobs and whatnot and not even giving a fuck they don't care practicing white supremacy is so important to them them. you have to wonder what kind of devil you're dealing with you actually do anyway we really went in on that one but anyway you know what for me personally i even tweeted this i used to do athletics when i was younger and i remember the white girls used to always say to me your bum and your thighs are too big one girl in particular funnily enough her father was mixed race but she identified as completely white because her father had died similar to someone i worked with exactly they don't <laughs> identify that because everybody that. around them is, is white isn't, isn't, your no mom, family. isn't your mom jamaican quarter quarter wow see there quarter. you go quadroons let her know that my mom is the, the tiniest bit don't you dare don't you dare, dare say yeah. I'm black. that's what that is Even don't, you, don't you dare say you have black. thick hair but anyway and they used to always say to me oh my gosh and my thing is that meanwhile they're saying this while i'm beating them you know but what it is that they wanted to break down my confidence because they felt intimidated by who i was and the fact that i was beating them oh your bum and thighs are really big and i remember those those were the ta- those were the days where venus it was still really venus and serena and they were like that was when their star was rising and i remember going home and my mom would always be like don't listen to what those people those racist people are telling you look at venus and serena and this is why I sent out a tweet which someone decided to copy and I'm not going to name that person but I was coming from a place of it was so genuine no I have to say this I do because it was coming from a place of my heart so for you to go and copy the tweet and run away with it that was so fucking insulting just so you could get likes and retweets I sent out a tweet saying that the, the, the black men that are behind these children, and for me it was a black woman but either way the black parents that are behind these particular children, Lewis Hamilton a lot of people don't even know who Lewis Hamilton's father is. People don't even know the role that he's played in his in his son's life. But even this Naomi girl, it was her father that watched Serena and got her into tennis. There you go, exactly. Her Haitian father. Watched, there you go, it was her Haitian father. And to be honest with you, when it comes to sports, because men are more interested in sports, it will be the men that will get them in. Tiger Woods, 
um, the Williams sisters, uh, who else did I say? Lewis Hamilton, um, I think I said about a few other ones. It's so important that we have those type of role models mm-hmm. within our communities because look at that, just like what you said. With the Naomi girl, it was her father that watched Serena and Venus playing and he was the one that pushed her into that. He pushed her. It's so important that we have these type of role models within our in our community and I, I I just you know my heart bleeds for her because it's like years and years of watching I used to you know what I used to want to actually I remember there was a point in time when I said to my mum I wanted to be one of the um the ball the ball kids for um Wimbledon and my mum was my mum actually looked in, my mum's always been very supportive of the stuff that I wanted to do and she looked into that and we searched and searched we couldn't get we didn't manage to do it and just kind of forgot about it <laughs> but it was something that my mum really wanted me to do and it's like, it's stuff like that. You're being inspired by the people that you're seeing. It's important for the youth because guess what? Half of these kids who are out here stabbing and doing all this next shit, and I'm actually going to go into that very briefly as well, stabbing and doing all of that rubbish, it's because they don't, they, they have too much time on their hands. If you put your children in sport, they're not going to have time to play around. Language, sport, um, music, all those different things, playing an instrument, dancing, drama, Get your children into those type of things and they don't end up in any kind of mess. Serena's from Compton. Let's remember that. Compton, the same Compton that Dr. Dre, Easy E, Ice Cube, all them people are from. Do you think about the percentage of people that got out of that place and the percentage that ended up dead? Remember that she already lost people in her family to to crime, to to Mm. to gang violence. She lost family members. Pisses me off. Anyway. As I'm even saying that, let me lead into the next point. Those rated awards, right? Let me read you motherfuckers really quickly. (laughs) So Channel 4 decided that they wanted to commission the rated awards. Fine, great, fair enough, great. It's It's a massive move for the culture. What happens? Somebody gets stabbed. Somebody gets stabbed, but I actually saw the pictures of him backstage, bloodied and bruised. It's so ridiculous that people would actually think that it's okay to go to those type of events and begin, and actually spark violence and start fighting. I don't even give a fuck what the backstory was at this point. I don't. I genuinely don't care about what the backstory was. What I care about is that you guys want to be mainstream. You want to get the mainstream money, but you still want to have the hood mentality. That doesn't make any sense to me. If you want to be everything that you can be and be an inspiration to the youth and get them into a good space, a good headspace, so that they don't have to be on the streets rolling around with knives, robbing people and doing all of that. Then you have to actually lead by example. How is it to, how are you leading by example by not having enough security? And I'm, I'm gathering everybody here. Number one, the organizer should have had better security. There is no reason why people should be behind in the dressing rooms with knives. If he was stabbed with a pencil, I can understand. But he was stabbed with a knife. I don't care if it was his knife, somebody else's knife. Nobody should have been behind there backstage with a fucking knife. That's number one. How they get him with a knife? If people get That's the what Grammys I want to know. Thank you. Do you see people get into the Grammys with a knife? Leave that hood mentality on the roads. Don't bring it to a place where you're actually showcasing your own creativity and you're hindering yourselves. You're hindering yourselves because guess what? While you showcase your creativity and then you have bad behavior attached to it, guess what? Channel 4 will release statements like, we only commissioned it once and we don't want to commission it again. It's a one-time thing. If it had gone well and nothing bad had happened, you think they wouldn't have commissioned it for next year? And do you know what even pisses me off even more? As somebody in the fucking industry, 
industry, as a black woman in the industry, I have had to face so much fucking prejudice getting to the point where I've gotten to. No, 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 no. Let me read them. Let me read them. I've had to face so much prejudice. Your blood pressure. No, no, no. Let my blood pressure go up so I can deal with this quickly. I've had to face so much issues getting into the industry. And I've had to be stereotyped. I don't come from London. I don't come from an inner city. I went to a private school. I come from the suburbs of West Sussex. And guess what? Because of the color of my skin, I'm still generalized just like everybody else. And that's fine. That's okay. I'll fight through that. But when people come out and they're given opportunities as black people and then other people come through and they ruin it, it's not fair. You're ruining it for everyone. Look at Mo the Comedian. He's got his own show coming out on Channel 4. He has an audience that goes even beyond the black community. He has white people, Asian people. You think that it's going to be good press for him when they hear that he was presenting that at an award where somebody was fucking stabbed? I'm fucking over this shit. You guys ruin shit for every fucking body. And that's the shit that pisses me. I can't. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done reading. I'm done reading. Because I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Because the thing is, yeah, you, you're becoming your worst enemies. You're talking men who are in their 30s, you know, 30s and 40s. We're not talking about little kids. We're talking about people that should know better than what they're doing. And for them to sit there and think it's okay. If you knew that somebody was in there with a knife, because apparently he flashed that knife first. If you knew someone was in there with a knife, what do you do? Posty, you're the organizer. Throw his ass out. Tell them, go fight in the street. Don't fight in here because I'm trying to do something really positive. I don't even give a fuck what the backstory is. Like I said before, end of the day, no one should have been in there with a knife. People should be able to control their fucking behavior. You are grown adults. I don't care what you've learned on the streets. Grow the fuck up and stop ruining shit for everybody else. Moving on. Moving on swiftly. Oh God, the main event. I'll let, I'll let you take the over for the main event. event. Ah! Hi guys. Oh. So the main event. I need to breathe. So basically why Shay's catching her breather. Mm. One was at work this week when one was one, one was on her lunch break and watching the BBC. Um, they basically did like... Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was still I actually can't breathe anymore. The BBC basically did a summary of Theresa May's a visit to Africa where they showed her in different African countries and all these kids dancing for her. First of all, I got angry about a few few things. I went to school in Nigeria. My mm-hmm. thing is, is that when you're taking her to these African countries, why not bring out these the, the children that are going to the international schools, the yeah. American schools? Why are you going to the villages and bringing out the poorest of the poorest of children in like dirty, like dusty school uniforms with like coming out to dance with her? Why, why are you not bringing the rich kids of Africa to dance for her or speak to her in English? Exactly. And w- w- why, why, we, why, why do we continue to paint Africa as this poor nation? So I ended up putting out a tweet out of sheer frustration. And the tweet was basically saying, when African, <laughs> when African presidents come to the UK, does the government get white children to come out and tap dance for them? Can we please stop dancing for our colonizers? It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing to watch and it's embarrassing to see Theresa May engaging with them. It's like she has no business being around these children. I got back to my desk and I could just see notification, notification, <laughs> notification, yeah, that, notification, that notification. And by the time I had finished work, the, 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 the tweet had gone viral. <laughs> The tweet had gone viral, yeah. like literally, and um, I where's it sitting now? Sitting now, it's almost a million impressions. 
Oh wow! I think it's had eleven thousand likes and six thousand retweets, and it's okay. the retweets and likes have come from all over the world. The you world, you yeah. even have people from India say no. Yeah. Not just Africa, the fucking whole even Commonwealth. India, yeah. You have people from all over Africa, people from the USA, like literally. You even have white people retweeting it and saying, "Yeah, we don't do this." Yeah. And you have you the have Irish. people talking about their childhood experience, and then people posting a video where Theresa May was getting interviewed and yeah. um, asking her what she did for apartheid, and she basically did nothing and saying weren't, weren't you part of the um mm-hmm. conservatives at the time who were called nelson mandela a terrorist and like yeah. but you're coming to south africa and you're collecting the key to his yeah. um cell and but why would, they, but why would no 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 ask important questions why would they give her that key why would they even give her that key that's what i put it out there on twitter and this is what i mean about people like well must we treat them how no shut the fuck up you it's must not treat about them. treating them how you they must treat, treat you. them you know you must treat them how they treat you i remember one tweet said something yeah. like the goose and the gander yeah you must fucking treat them how they treated you you cannot let people stamp on you stamp on you stamp on you and treat them good while they yeah. rape you they loot you yeah. they steal from you and they They'll treat never you learn they treat you like fucking illiterates yeah. do you think the uk see africa as allies like they see the us or like they see france no do you think no no they, they don't see that we're not on equal terms with them it's not it's not we see each other it's not that type of relationship yeah so for every person that came into my comment saying hey you're just speaking on you don't know about culture i wasn't i don't give a fuck about the dancing i don't care about the dancing my thing is that why are we giving her such a reception what is she coming to do for africa yeah is the uk not only in in africa now because of china exactly then the reason why, listen, the whole Brexit thing is just a cover-up. The reason why the British are now claiming, and, and Theresa is now claiming that she wants more of an involvement and to re-establish a relationship with the Commonwealth is because China is moving in and they've been, the, the West have been sitting there cushy. the Brits have been sitting there very cushy, getting everything that they needed and now they're seeing that China's going in and shaking things up and there's actually a silent war over Africa happening between the US, Brits, other parts of Europe, Switzerland, all of them, and China. That's really, that's, that's the real tea. That's I, the I just tea. want Africa to wake up. I feel, Phil was, on the advice show, people need, everyone needs to go and watch the advice show. Phil, Phil single-handedly thinks that he can help Africa. He's like, I can go and talk to them and I can no, tell them how no, to do no. this. It's he much deeper than I that. know, the way he's like, it's, I can go and Does he think that they, there's not intelligent, like, so many intelligent Africans, people like in Africa. ourselves who are educated, who, who will, we, can, we scream at the top of our lungs. I have people in my family who say certain things and I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Like, are you mad? You're actually sitting there saying that shit with your fucking chest. Even when I tweeted something saying that, why do um, British people or expats get paid more in Africa? And someone said it's because of the education system. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Pull the fuck up. I went to school in Nigeria and I can tell you for free that the the, the people, they're like three, four years ahead. Like you have people finishing school at the age of 14 finishing secondary school and secondary school is equivalent to a level yeah. it's so fucking hard so it's not that they're not intelligent they're, they're intelligent they're, they're they're very intelligent one of, the, one of the top schools in zambia a lot in and it's located in lusaka a lot of the children there actually go to ivy league schools there was a few that even there was two six formers that i know of that went to harvard so don't even start. Everyone finishes, the level of education is exceptionally. They high. don't do like um a. They don't do. They don't really do A levels. You do, you do your A levels in Nigeria. Well, you do your A levels in year ten and eleven, and you're yeah. ready to go to uni at you're sixteen. Ready to go to uni. Yeah, so I know go. people who I went to school with who had to wait till they were eighteen to come to mm-hmm. the university in the UK. Like they were, exactly. they were, they were, they were and ready. They got their first class degrees and they went straight back. Like, back, yeah. So I just, it's not, it's not that. It's just I don't know. Okay, one of the tweets that I really liked. It's a huge problem. Was this one? Let me get it up. 
right? The closer you get to exactly what racism, white supremacy is and how it works, white people get offended and non-white people get embarrassed. I think that is a very, very I agree. My tweet came from being embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. embarrassment. Exactly. I was looking at Theresa May. I was looking at these children dancing on TV and it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Like, why are you lining up it 10 is. people? There is no reason whatsoever for people to feel the need. Do you know what it is? It's just like what you said. It's not about the dancing. It's the message behind it. Even someone in the comments, that one of the early commenters was just like, yeah, and guess what? They don't. They won't even pick you up from the airport. You have to go to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And the lack of respect. Get, the lack of respect is so <laughs> Someone said they're not even deep. taking you to government housing. There you go. They're not even taking you to government Such houses. Such an to say. <laughs> I know, government housing. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's stuff like that. And I, for me, honestly, when I look at it, I feel like a lot is the dancing and all of that and showcasing. Because someone was like, oh, but we're just showcasing our culture. That's what we do. No, no, that's fine. That is what we do. That is our culture. But it was that same attitude that got the heads of Benin stolen. And they're now sitting in... An, Nigeria is requesting for them back, but they're not going to give you. They want to borrow them to they us. Wanna, they said they're going to lend them back. Lend them to Nigeria. You never see them again. Ne- that's what I said. I was like, <laughs> do, do you let them just say yes, and then when they come looking, they'll never get them back. There's so many things that are sitting in the Natural History Museum. So many things that are sitting in countless museums that belong to Africans, and I'm even going to include North Africa in this because Egypt has been fucking raped oh, of lose. their artifacts. And half of them are sitting in places that they should not the be sitting History in. National History Museum. National History Museum. You have look at how the Chinese behave, right? Africans take a note out of their book. Look at the Terracotta Army. The Terracotta Army, they they, they actually reside in China. The, all of the artifacts. Mm-hmm. They only tour the world, and they are loaned to the Natural History Museum and to other countless places across Europe, across the West. But their home is in China. The Chinese haven't given up those things and said, here, have them. You know what I mean? Like, it still belongs to the Chinese. So why is it, as Africans, we feel like when the white man comes along, we're giving away things that are sacred to us, things that they won't even appreciate the way we appreciate them. They don't understand the meaning. Those heads heads of Benin, those are the heads of royal family. And they're buried. I don't know if they're buried along with the bones of of, of the people, but they're buried... Um, it, it's basically as a homage to the royal family, the original royal family, especially the forefathers. And you think that it's normal. And this is why I had to rate the king that was in, that was there in the time, I think it was the 1800s when they found them. He was like, after about seven of them were taken, he was like, no more. You can't take any more because what, you're, what you guys are actually doing is you're, un, you're unsettling the dead. And these are our forefathers and these are our kings and our leaders. We can't have you taking our ancestors' things. And guess what? The British ran off of them. They didn't want to come back to them. And you know, let me even tell you what annoyed me even more about that situation. Let me tell you the disrespect that they had to collect behind those heads of Benin. They began to study those heads of Benin. Do you know what they said? They said, it must have been the Greeks or it must have been somebody else that came in and taught the Africans how to do that. Because do you know why? They said that the the type of um, head masking, because they were using brass, I think it was, the type of head masks that they were making at that time was too superior for an African mind to be able to fathom and actually create. Can you imagine that? That's what they were saying. And that was the main reason why they actually took them, because they wanted to study and they wanted to figure, they were like, no, it must have been during the Iron Age of the Vikings or somebody must have gone to Africa Mm -hmm. to teach them how to do it. No, 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 no. What it is is that they now had to discover the fact that they thought they were superior in terms of crafting 
but they had to realize that no the africans are actually superior and there's a documentary about this on bbc3 but guess what there's also a documentary called the genocide of the black race on bbc then it was a bbc documentary and you cannot find it anywhere online i watched it years ago and i wish to god i had recorded it on youtube and it's completely gone and i bet you anything that heads have been in one is gone as well anything that highlights the truth now that there's an uprising they're deleting everything off the internet i'm done my thing is that even I sent my colleague and large like him. He's she's Jamaican, but he's so woke. I sent him the tweet and he went through the comments. He said, "It's so sad to see grown men saying that it's a cultural thing." And he said, "What you what these people from looking at it from a Jamaican perspective?" He said, yeah. "What you lot don't realize is that this whole dancing thing is that the black man is used for entertainment and nothing yeah. else. And yeah. when you have grown men like this in the comments saying, oh, it's mm-hmm. our culture is it's, it's just what it is.' You're letting people know that." black people your culture your is culture to entertain, is entertain and yeah. it is what it is and I, when when african presidents tap dancing when african when i said tap dancing i didn't mean like tap dancing because that's not that's not even a british dance it's just that like they're not getting like their white god forbid you yeah. think these okay first of all their parents would have to sign some sort of lease slip yeah. do you think these people are going to be like okay i'm gonna let my child dance with some african president no, no. they're not gonna do They'll that be like no way when they come to England, it is strictly business or it's strictly for some sort of worldwide conference. Yeah. And people are saying how um, it's the it's the British media that gets paid to follow them. No, 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 no. When Trump was coming to the, to this, to the UK, the British media was on it. Even though he wasn't received warmly, he was received warmly yeah. by the people in government. There were protests on the streets, but he was received and it was televised by both our media. It's mm-hmm. not just the American media, mm-hmm. the British media was, played a heavy, heavy part in it as well. So when mm-hmm. you go to a different country, it's both of your medias that play a part in it. It will be mm-hmm. the British media that relays it back to the British and the African media will relay exactly. it back to the... Um, the, the African the world, yeah. but when the African Prime Minister comes here or President comes here, it is strictly business. Yeah, like it is not on the TV. Sometimes we don't they know. Don't, I've never seen an. A, you don't a, know. An African if not for my parents, visit Scotland, and then you have bagpipes. It's and not. If not for my parents, shorts. if not for my 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 mum and dad being so heavily invested in things, I wouldn't know when these African parents, African presidents They're in coming. this country. Yeah, you know? yeah. They, they don't publicize. It's, it's it. not publicized. They don't care. Come on, keep it real. They're actually doing it because the majority of the people in this population it's a one don't transaction. care, number one. Number two, they feel like publicising something like that is actually... A lot of these people don't see us as human. Mm-hmm. So they want to continue to dehumanise us. If they now say that we have presidents who are at par with them and deserve the same level of respect, having the bagpipes and the, the kilts and all of that mm-hmm. come out, it will it will instil something in their mind that oh these people are important too and that's not what they're trying to do it's all an agenda at the end of the day and that's what irritates me the most it literally does it irritates me the most and... i think i'm really over it let me even read out another tweet if i can find one i'm just the over tweet the where thing. the girls tweeted saying how i remember this exact thing happening in my school and the press were taking pictures of us like we were animals you see wow yeah do you know what let me even tell you a story i remember that my sister's um driver he um he was telling me a story one time when he picked me up from somewhere. He was like, he had, um, he used to pick up this white man who was um, an executive, top level executive for a charity. And he was like, every time I used to pick him up from Osaka airport, he would be like, oh, um, take me to the, the slums. I want to see the slums. And he would be, and he would, like the first couple of times he did it and he was like, oh, this is what it is. He's like, the man pulled out a camera, a professional camera and started taking pictures. And then he, he would get back in the car and say, drop me back to my hotel. And then he was like, by the third time, and I'm so glad my sister's driver is so smart. He's, you see, don't, just stop undermining these people that you think are, are beneath you. They're not, they're very smart. He was like, the third time I picked him up and he asked me, I said, no. He's like, I realized what he was doing. 
He was like, those same images that he was taking are the same ones that they go and use on their websites, the same ones that they go and use on different campaigns to say, feed these people, da, 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 da. But he was like, not even one second did this man stop and actually speak to these people. He just got out of the car, took the pictures, got back in the car and said, take me to my hotel. So this is the, this is the kind of behavior that you have with these white savior people, this whole white savior thing. Stop thinking of white people as your fucking savior. Someone tweeted saying the white, the, the white, Jesus was not white, stop looking for white man to save you. Someone there said, you if you continue like this, Africa will not be a, a black continent in 200 years. Exactly. And I really feel like that. I feel, I, I really, really do feel like it might not be it a black continent If we don't, well, it, we, we reproduce years. a lot. But yeah, back to the point of the girl that was saying that we, they were taking, the, the journalists were taking pictures like we were animals. That's what it is. There's such a detachment but, that these people but have didn't, from didn't the Didn't Boris Johnson call them pygmies? There you go. Pygmies. Pygmies. You say pygmies or pygmies? Pygmies, like pickings. Pickinini. No, well, we call them Pickens. We call him Piccinini. But he had no place saying anything like that. Has he seen his he, hair? He had no place, but it was a racist thing, and yeah, they, they'll, they'll still welcome him again. I just don't, I don't get it. I feel like you, Africa. Remember when he first got his, the, the comments that all resurfaced? need to wake up. When he was made um, a foreign minister. The, the comments that surfaced that he made about Africa, he sounded like a typical booer. That's actually what he sounded like. He sounded like a typical booer. And do you know what? When I look at the situation right now that's even happening in South Africa, I'm so grateful to see a people rising up again because you know what, Africa? Our work is not done. Our work is not done. My thing is, can we just stop comparing Africa to the Western world? It doesn't mean we're further. My thing is, I I lived in Nigeria. My thing is is that I lived there Mm -hmm. and... We don't need to have the same roads. We don't need to have all of this that I lived exactly. there. The lights went off. It went off. It came back on. It doesn't mean that I was unhappy. Like, yeah. um, like it doesn't mean I was unhappy. It there doesn't mean go. I had a less quality, a, a worse quality of life. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Even though the, the the children that lived across the street from us that lived in like there's four them to a room, they were happy. There you go. We don't need to have Thank the same standard. I, th- I don't feel like the America and the UK should set the bar for living. Yeah. Like Africa, we can't live like the UK because we're, that's why people were saying, oh, "Why continent. do you want to move back to it's Africa?" A, it's a lot of it's a lot hotter there. Yeah. It's different circumstances. Completely. Like we, we don't get as much rainfall. We don't get as much snow. Like our roads are not going to be the same. Our quality of living is not going to be the there same. But go. for us out there, it's fine. Like, yeah. look at look at my mum. My mum stayed in a hotel last time, but and only because her sister passed away. But she she didn't she just didn't want to stay in her sister's house anymore. But for as long as her sister was alive, my mum would mm-hmm. always stay in that house. Mm-hmm. Like because she's just there with family. And she's fine. And when exactly. me and Shay went to Nigeria, we stayed yeah. in one room with me and my mum, and exactly. we were fine. Like we were fine. it was so because we didn't. I there didn't see as a. Obviously, I come from London. I didn't see it as a hardship. It's like, it is no, what it is. it is what it is. Like, and that's what it you is. You had to have a bucket you. bath. It was fine. It was like, fine. It, it was not, it was not There's people adjusting. in London that were living, that live worse than what we were facing there. It was fine. It was not hardship. Lights went off. It was just fine. Like, we, that's we it. Knew it. It was what it was. You know what? You get used to life. Like, even for us in, in, in my country, the lights don't go off the way they do in Nigeria. We have a much better, we have a more established national grid, which apparently is now owned by the Chinese. Thanks for <laughs> defaulting loan. Goodbye, good night. It probably means we'll have lights all year, all year round. Mm-hmm. Like they won't do as much load shedding. But even honestly, on a level, we have it good. And especially because for us, for me at home, we have generators mm-hmm. and we have um, inverters. So even when the lights go off on the national grid, we still have lights. We can't do everything. We can't straighten hair and whatnot, not, but at least the lights are still on and we can still cook. So 
at the end of the day, you adapt. You adapt. As human beings, we are adaptable. You adapt to life. When I go back home, I'm sorry, my life is 10,000. I'm a broke bitch when I'm in London. I don't get to do half the shit that I want to do when I'm in London. When I'm back home, I get to live my best fucking life. I get to travel. I get to drive a nice car. I get to have a maid. Breakfast is cooked for me. Everything is done for me when I'm back home. And for me, just generally, I'm a happier person when I'm back home. That's why my mom goes home, like, I'm going to go to Nigeria three times a year, minimum. Like, she just always cuts, she goes for, like, long periods of time. Like, you have to. See, my mom quit her job. My mom used to be, like, a sister. She quit her job so she can only wear eight, so she can just go. So she can go, yeah. (laughs) Like, she can just go. I never used to understand why, but from when I was, like, three years old, my mom was always off-ski, like, she can't be in this country without going, like. it's true. Like, she's just so comfortable at home, like, even when there's no light in the house, my mom would just be sitting there eating her peanuts, gossiping with <laughs> she doesn't yeah. care. Like, she's you know how like... funny it is. Like, even for me, growing up, like when I'd go home and um, the lights would be off, the lights would go off, and do you know what we'd all do? We'd go outside, we'd cook on the imbaula, which is basically like a small, like barbecue, mm-hmm. it's a tiny one, and we'd cook the shima on the imbaula, and then pe- everyone would put a, a like a cloth. Oh, yeah, that, that's what used to happen. We used to tell stories. You bring the, the lanterns out, and we'd yeah. sit that. We'll sit outside, or like remember when we was in Nigeria, we just we sit in a yeah. dark front room eating yam and egg. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we sit in a dark front room eating yam and egg. Exactly. To be honest, we should have even gone and sat outside. That would have even been more fun for me. I love Africa so much in every single aspect of it. Like, oh my God. I Sometimes I wish I could bury myself in that sand because I love being African. Like, the feeling, even now, like, I'm getting choked up because I love my country. I love that continent. It doesn't matter where I am on the continent. I'm happy. Like, I'm happy. My heart is full. Even now, I can't wait to go home. I haven't been back since November. I can't wait to November. go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like, the level of excitement, I can't even just stop thinking. Because what it is is that I'm escaping this land to go where I can actually be myself. I can be myself and live the life that I want to live. The life that I feel I actually deserve. Why am I in somebody else's country suffering? When I can go back and do what I want to do and be who I want to be. I don't have to... Guess what? I can walk down the street and... I get the respect that I feel I deserve. Of course, it's not perfect. You're going to have... There's certain things about being back home in Africa that you do have to adapt to. Things like people not knowing what a queue is. Oh, God. Stepping in, stepping right in front of you. People not understanding area you. Area boys. Area boys, oh, People God. selling shit on the road, but still... I like the selling shit on the road. That, it's so fucking convenient. It is convenient because I can buy talk time on the road. Like, that's so perfect. I can literally drop my sister to work and be driving back home and... There's someone selling talk time on the road. I've run out of talk time. I can stop. And now, actually, even better in my country, it used to be quite expensive to buy, like, data bundles. It used to be, like, two gig was about £15. And obviously, two gig isn't that much. Now, you can buy, for that same price, you can buy, like, five gig. So, they basically, they've, because obviously, Africa What's that thing that my mum did that we got for the whole holiday? Yeah, that was a bundle. That was quite she, good, Yeah, you know? that was a bundle. She got us a bundle. And it's really, but it's even better than that now. MTN has, like, introduced these different bundles. You can get MTN a, Le- and, does Labara work in Zambia? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah, that Labara or Lyca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, I don't think, it, I remember that, that time I was trying to find out if it did. I don't think it, I don't think they've 
they'd stretch that far then but we'll find out but yeah so it's just like now you can get like five gig and it's just like life is, and then you go to places there's wi-fi everywhere i get to yeah. live my best life i can go and have a massage if i want to i can just call himoya and i'm just like i'm coming through for a massage at three o'clock do you have do you have space yes come through i can go and get my nails done there's a russian lady that my sister goes to that does nails she's really good tatiana i can go get my nails done when i want to get my nails done i just live my best fucking life literally. in africa even going to school in nigeria has left me with some of the best connects mm-hmm. like you have really good connections have really good exactly. connections Same. they live everywhere like even like um they is coming next week next next no for my birthday in january and i, I went to school with his cousin like no he's not his cousin he's his first cousin there you like, go i went to school with her like president's daughters owners of companies there that live go. all over the world like when you go to like i remember when i went to miami i met up with one of the girls i went to school with and she paid for everything you see like literally and it's just nothing to them like the, yeah. the type of ri- lifestyle like if, if, the for type a person of come from london your parents probably always put you in an american school or british school and the mm-hmm, type of wealth mm-hmm. you come into contact with like raw like the owner of big barrow's daughter you know yeah. It's when you're true. young you don't think about it but only now when you're on like snap and you see how they're living and you're like that's raw like it hits home president, right? th- these girls are marrying president's daughters yep and they're exactly. still cool with you they're still so humble like raw yeah, because you know what it is they're born with wealth you think i would so meet any of the people like this in in, the, in north london yeah. no. <laughs> trust me nowadays if you if, if, if you encounter someone that's now come up and they've got money the way that they're probably going to be acting compared to how they used to act is going to be completely different these are people this is why i can't stand to be around rich people <laughs> i had to be around wealthy people because wealth is very different from just being rich but anyway we definitely digress we digress <laughs> deeply but i but, feel like um, there's so much riches in africa but it actually it was good because it led into the point that i was even trying to make which was that i remember a lot of the there was times where people would say what country sorry i'm like so gassy what country are you from i'm like oh i'm from southern africa and then they'll be like oh um would you ever go back there and i'll be like yeah my, my siblings have gone back and they'll be like why like their whole face would change they would literally just and i'm talking other africans by the way really yeah i'm talking other africans i've had africans who grew up on the continent came here later on who are like i'll never go back i've met africans who obviously have just been born here and they, they're so disconnected with the real culture that they have on the continent that they'll actually be like why would you want to go back and my thing is that are you fucking crazy why would i want to go back the fact that i'm not even 30 yet and if I had my funds in check, like right now, my goal is to buy land in in, in my country and um, build. I want to build apartments. Me and my sister have been talking about that for a little while. She was going to buy some land. We're going to split it in half. I was going to build on one side. She'll build on the other side. We wanted to build apartments, rental properties, build in my own house. Do you think I can do that in this country? No. Tell me what percentage of people in this country actually are able to build their own home. The 1%. Anybody else outside of that? you're only going to build a shack which the council will come and actually bulldoze down. You can't do anything in this country. Why would you not want to go... Africa has... Even... I used to live with with a Polish girl who worked in marketing for Unilever and even she was like, our fastest growing market is the African market. The African market, because obviously a lot of brands are under Unilever, she was like, it is such a fast... She was... She dealt with the Asian market but she was like, the African market is massive it's our fastest growing market because why the middle class even in my in my country the middle class is growing very very fast because you have more women who are getting into the workplace who are more educated who are who are filling up jobs it's just unfortunate we don't have the government that we need to get that up but that's what it is it's like why wouldn't i want to go back home 
My grandma brought a whole road. We've got a whole road after my grandma's surname. See, there you a go. A whole road. And even my dad's got 12 flats on that road hmm. that he built. And this is what it is. And people are going to sit there and be ignorant and be like, why would you want to go back home? Are you crazy? My siblings, my sister, who's three years older than me, we, I came, we came here. I was three when we came. She was three years older. She was six. My sister, for probably about the last year of uni, leading up until three years after that, was like, I need to go. I need to go back home. She didn't want to be here anymore. She was just like, no, no, no. And we've fully grown up here. I don't want to be here anymore. I just want to go back home. I want to go back home. And you know what she did? She packed her bag. She got her degree, packed her bag, took her son with her, went back home. My sister is living her best life. She She's living her best life. She's able to sustain herself. She's able to, she drives a nice car, has a nice house, has has a nanny for my nephew who he absolutely adores. She's got my nephew in a private school. My sister's life is great. My other sister, same thing. She was older when we came. She got her law degree. She went back. Now she's working as a law lecturer. She's married to she's married to a wealthy man. They're living well. My other brother did his ACCA, went back. He got married. Nice family. Like, why would you want to stay here? Do you think that my siblings would have all of that if they had stayed here? Don't question me as to why I want to go back to my country when once, life there is better. Once my mum finishes her house in Lekki, I don't think we'll see her much. <laughs> like, her house is not even finished yet. She's just still ghosting all the time. Like the, I've go. never seen someone that just as soon as she gets back to London, she's always online looking for her next looking trip. Like for the next trip, like yeah. she doesn't want to be here. I don't like, blame her. That's she like she doesn't mom. want to be here. My mom doesn't not like my mom has been fighting to go back. Like it's like she literally comes so here to make some money, and then as soon as she gets enough money yeah, to, to not work for three months, like because yeah. she only does. My mom does this the bank shifts, and she'll yeah. bang it out and then disappear for three months yeah. and go. And that is right, right there. I've got so many aunts that do that, and it makes so much. Let me get money, and it's just all to send back and to build their house. Exactly, and that's Literally. it. And you have this new generation of younger Africans, and this is what it is. You know why it's so important for us who have been educated off the continent and have a different perspective of life to go back because the way you think is it's not a lot of people that think. When I look at my wealthy friends in my country they're so disconnected with the reality to the point where they can even support politics because they're so in their families are so engrossed in that they're so they even support these shoddy politics Mm -hmm. and i literally sit there and i'm just like how can you support this but i can't understand it because we come from two different places that's why it's so important for us forward thinking young africans to make that necessary step to go back home someone actually tweeted um on Twitter, the Nigeria you never show, and she was like, they don't show this in Nigeria because mm-hmm. this is not the Nigeria that the majority of people are living. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's true. Like, ain't it's one percent. It's one percent of the population. But we're coming from here. Remember that, that I live in. No, that's the girl. She said she's from here. She was like, this is not the Nigeria that pe- this is one percent of the population that have ten Lambos in their drive. This is not okay. a normal Nigeria. This is not the Nigeria that the people are living. So they, we don't need to be showing. No, it's... but you don't need to have ten Lambos on your drive. My sister has one. No, that's what nice someone tweeted saying something matter. like the Nigeria you don't show. And she tweeted yes because this is not the Nigeria that people are living. Like this is not the Nigeria people are living. I feel like if you want to be happy to go back to. Your, your home country you need to realize that it's not a london no it's not it's, it's not a london there you it's go not, it's, yeah, yeah it's not a london it's and not, yeah yeah that's you're true, happy that's with true. the way of life i just find yeah. it, i just find when well, i i just found it easier like i just found it like i remember i was just stress free i remember my my grandma so would give me my mom wasn't even there my grandma would give us a hundred naira 
we'd wake up in the morning and that hundred hour would last us the whole day. Mm-hmm. We were stress free. We had a mm-hmm. maid. Mm-hmm. We had a driver. We had someone that would wash our clothes. There and you go. We didn't even we lived in we lived in an apartment where there were like four other apartments in a gated community. Yeah. And it was just fine. Like it's it was fine. it was yeah. just so stress free. I actually it's so adaptable. Those days. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to be in this country anymore. And it wasn't even a super big house. It was a three no. bedroom house. It was my grandma and it was like maybe six of my cousins all of us and I, I shared the bed go. with two of my other cousins but it wasn't even like oh I'm sharing the bed with two other girls yeah like, I don't I don't it I can't was still explain fine. it no I it's get just, you just, no 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 I get you just you fall in line you fall in line and you adapt you adapt and I think a lot of people I remember someone on the TL was talking about oh the African parents that are sending their kids back to Africa they're just so evil and cruel no, no I, I love my boarding no, school no, experience no. I, it I loved it don't even go we there. We did a madness. Don't like, go there. We did, we did real life madness in, in that dormitory. There you dormitory. go. You really got to... Nah, man. I hate that. I, honestly, honest to God, I feel like that comes from people that don't even have a really good... Your parents have failed you. They haven't connected you. My mum has been so connected to back home so much that her children... But, the, my mum left me there. The she was so confident. My mum my was so confident in her in Nigeria that she left me there. There you go. I remember I broke... <laughs> I remember I broke the um, matron's her, her, her cane no. no there was two mates the one from Trinidad and the one from Nigeria and we all loved the one from Trinidad my mum brought her a watch from Argos and we need to be watched I'll never forget <laughs> the, I broke the Nigerian one's finger yeah, and I threw it at her and she couldn't she couldn't tell the principal that I broke the thing because the principal like so you're letting someone break your cane yeah and I, I didn't get beaten Wow, you'll be wow, they'll actually still be you know, we outlawed that. No, they couldn't get beat. No, no, we got we got beat in Nigeria, like we got oh yeah, the Trinidad is the baby one, that big ass woman. Something and then he went back 
and he's such a smart look at that being featured on Forbes you know for Forbes to actually and Forbes is actually the biggest publication if people don't know Forbes I'm going back publication. I'm telling you I can't stay in this country that's mad to be buried in this country to be buried in a colonizer's land madness to live in a colonizer's land even someone tweeted one of our one of our followers I think it was sister um Sister something, she was, I think she's Jamaican. Half Jamaican, half something else. She's Bajan, yeah. She tweeted, she was just like, no, I can't stay in this country forever because I was like, yes, sister, get the fuck out of this. In this big, wide world of all of these countries open. We're opening the data center in South Africa. I'll be the first one to volunteer. Are you? Yeah. You know what? I mean, you will be there. So send Bua. We're all like, oh, South Africa. Then I ain't gonna shut up you. You know what? What I do that? I'll go first. Send Bua. Send Bua. all over. He's already going to the meeting next week to oh, look at the wow. land. Oh wow! We'll yeah, be going together. To go we'll be going together. Yeah, make sure you go together because I think I think um I think the, there's something. No, the thing about my office is that we have a lot of people from um Asia and America that that come to London to do that two, three years, but people from London don't go to any of the other offices. Yeah. I'll be the, and, and I remember the, the woman's leaving to go back to, she's a HR director. She's been here for nine months. Yeah. She's like, you guys, we have the budget to move you over. If you not want to come over. Where, where's she going back to? Like she's going back to San Fran. She's like, oh, you want to come okay. back to any of the US office? You lot are more than welcome. We have the budget, but you not don't want to come. People in London wow. don't want to uproot and go. Why? They you don't want to no, Let me stop saying why, because I know I'm a free spirit. And I'm the kind of person that I would live anywhere that would be conducive to my creativity. Allow me to work and do the things that I want to do. She gave us Oh, she's been there for nine months. Oh, that's so sweet. She's like, y'all don't want to come. Like, we, we have the more. budget for you, love. You want to do the same? If you want to do, I've been there for nine months. If you want to do vice versa, you you let you me know. Yeah. I'm just like, mm, I'll, no, I'll, come, it's important. I'll, I'll come for the run. <laughs> I'll come for the race. <laughs> oh yeah, your run. <laughs> oh god. But this is what I'm saying. Like, we need more young Africans. You know what it is? I'm gonna. St- I'm actually starting a YouTube channel when I go back this time because <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the time when I come back and I talk to even other people like my younger cousins and stuff and I'm telling them Zambia they're just like oh my gosh I, I need to go with you because you obviously know you, you, you're living a good life there but because for them they don't know they don't want to go to their family members house who are going to be like you can't go here you can't go there stay here stay there they don't want to do that because they won't get the good experience. But obviously for me, it's different because my, my sister, who's only three years older than me, is over there. So it's like, I can't get wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Even when we went to Nigeria, my mom was on the phone to my brother. Now these girls are bad. They went out. They got an Uber. Went out, like one or two. They like, went Uber. Oh my my brother like, got that Uber. When we flew over that VI bridge, he was driving so fast. I thought we were going to die. I my mom like, was on the phone to my brother. Like, like, you know, my brother went to Nigeria before. He clearly didn't do it, right? <laughs> he clearly didn't go anywhere. Oh my God, you know, they're going out. They're coming back at six in the morning oh we literally did that once you know, Do you know Ooh, she was, it only she takes was, once she was waiting up for Ooh, us and the fact that we opened the door and she was sitting right there my heart and she was like oh yeah we're going to we're going to what, what state was it going uh, to Oshun. I can't believe that we, we didn't go to her bed that night and then, and then we didn't we, didn't, we actually didn't take no, but so you, much happened can you admit that my mum was waiting on the door she was even if we weren't going I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't talk, I can't talk about what happened after that because I'm not ready to deal with it yet it's still well, my mum we thought she was sleeping so we tried to tiptoe she got up no, no, no. What happened was we thought she would be sleeping and then we opened the door and, and she, she was, was like, sitting in the armchair with both of her arms like, on each side. Like, she was waiting for us at the door! That is the epitome of I was waiting on you at the door. I was like... She wasn't sleeping. I she fucking was like, mm-hmm. froze. I didn't even know what to fucking say at that moment. I didn't know she was capable of doing that. That woman was I didn't even sleep. <laughs> you know what? No, she slept and then she woke up. As soon no, as no, you no. opened the door. No, actually, she didn't sleep. She didn't sleep. 
Because you know what? You can only imagine the amount of stress she that she's like, been going through. And we just shit. landed that day as well. We didn't yeah. even think. We were landing, went to ShopRite. And oh we were my out, God, yeah. yeah. So we have been <laughs> out for like 40, We've been out for 48 oh hours. After drinking on the plane and getting on. You have the guy on the yeah. plane. Says, I see you. I see you girls. <laughs> oh my God. And we saw him in the club. Like, oh. If you want to go to Nigeria, just go with Virgin for the experience. Yeah, just you have go to go on that Virgin, direct flight. Man. Because the amount of... Ma- I madness. can't wait to go back. I actually can't wait. And I think this time we will be back. No, no, no. This, no, this, oh, Don't yeah, remember him on the flight. I was sitting there minding my business chair. One guy was just like, he was winking at me. And, I, and, and what I did was I put the cover, I, I tried to put the cover over my head. And then he was like, Don't start. You I thought I like, went to the toilet. He tried to sexually assault me, minding my business. All the coponias were waiting for me when I went to the toilet. <laughs> I just knew they were like, they're like, Hello, are you going to Cop- You're going to enjoy Coponias. Cambodia is a basically area. He was like, place. are you going to Nigeria? I was like, I was like, it's not a direct flight. We stopped in somewhere. <laughs> That's what I said to him. I was like, where else? I was, I was so confused. This, these times were three hours mid-flight. And he's like, are you going to Nigeria? Imagine like, you were like, no, I'm going to France. Shit, I'm on the wrong flight. He was like, are you Nigerian? You are in Nigeria? I was, like, I was like, oh my God. First of all, drop oh. the accent. First of all, You know what? That's another thing, actually. Let me even tell you that. Any Anytime I'm like, oh, I've been to Nigeria. People are like, are you Nigerian? I'm like, no. They're like, why the hell would you go to Nigeria? I'm like, are you actually mad? Are you sick? Why would you ask we me have, why we I have was, that was a, That was a turn. You know what I mean? Gigs came on and the other girl from London was like, Oi! <laughs> when I stood up, I she was on the bar. bar. You were on the bar. I stood she up on the bar. bar. And the other girl was on the this, bar. This is on Victoria Island. Hey, you remember my friend hey, from school hey, looked hey, at us hey, like, hey. she looked at us like, they were shocked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot they were in there. She looked at us like, they remember we're doing the gigs. Oh, God. They were shocked. Oh. Remember that other girl from London? She's like, you're talking the hardest. And the girl's like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, oh, I love it. She's standing right in front of me. I was like, you're talking the hardest. Do you know what? Yeah. And that guy like, from our flight. I love turning up in Africa. All of a sudden, we're turning up. That guy's like, you know what? Yeah, the guy. Hold on, let's stop. Let's stop. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We just went off. We but you remember him? He was like, I do. And what's worse that I sat opposite him and he baggage reclaim and he he actually he had his nose in the air. He didn't look my direction. But all of a sudden, when he's now with his cousins, he's like, he wanted to do that. He was like, London, we see London each other. Connection. I see you, London Connection. Oh, I'm trying to show off anyway. We see you, sir. But yeah, I can't wait. So I can't when wait for us to be in Africa. When they play Funky House as well. It's going to be so Even good. Even when they play Slow Jam. And when they play Slow we were so gone. I was whining on stage. I know. Yeah, you were on the other hey, side. I was off the stage. I'm, we, 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 really? Nice we can't do this. We, we can't. We organised in separate parts of the club. I was over there gathering everybody. <laughs> you were at the bar of the bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> That bottle of Hennessy led to further arguments. Oh no, who has arguments. the win of the week and the L of the week this week? Oh, I've completely forgotten. Remember that bottle of Hennessy led to arguments? Oh, wow, yeah. I remember that. This is why right. I don't, this is why I don't drink spirits. I think I... I think I... Have, <laughs> I, can't deal, I, I could not be involved in that argument I don't, as I don't drink spirits. <laughs> I can't even deal One sip of Hennessy and someone had to... Shay had to pay for the whole bottle. I know. I my mum ended up paying for the whole bottle. Just, just Exactly. <laughs> but it wasn't even a bottle of Hennessy. No one had no, a bottle of Hennessy. No, it was his friend that had a bottle of Hennessy and then he started saying, oh, no, yeah. I got you a drink. You had a sip out of the drink. That's why I me, mean, I didn't touch Imagine, it. no, what he did was, it. and then when he came to London, what did he try and do? Oh, <laughs> my mum was like, you would have enjoyed. You would have enjoyed, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, treat the girls like My mum was like, them two, they are minister for enjoyment in England. No, hold on, no, we've done this for too long. We've been rambling, we've been rambling. Um, right, um, so we're going to do win of the week and oh. L of the week. Who's got the win and the L? I don't even know, one second. So the L of the week this week is going to be going to Eminem who is also my fellow Libra. We're both born on the 17th of October, but he's a son of a bitch. And I, let me tell you why he's a son of a bitch. So, mm-hmm. Eminem released a track called Kamikaze, and he was coming for a lot of different people, including Machine Gun Kelly, who is another younger version of Eminem, um, white rapper, basically. Um, 
apparently, not even apparently, a tweet was sent out by Machine Gun Kelly six years ago talking about Eminem's daughter. And he basically was saying that she's fine as fuck with all due respect because he does have a lot of respect for Eminem. And he did give him his props and he did turn around and say it was a joke. Basically, six years later, (laughs) Eminem (laughs) decides that he wants to come out of retirement and come for everybody. And he came for Machine Gun Kelly talking about him, talking about his daughter. So Machine Gun Kelly released a diss track, a response basically saying that for him, it was a joke. He was very surprised because he's always given Eminem all the respect that he feels he deserves. He was surprised that Eminem tried to blackball him, just like what we were talking about before, blackballing mm-hmm. people. So Eminem tried to blackball him, talking to different Jews in the industry to try and basically take him off, which I think was more jealousy than him talking about his kid. So Machine Gun Kelly released um, uh, Rap Devil, which is a play on Rap God and went all the way in on Eminem and I really did like Rap Devil. It was a really good track. I loved it as a diss track. It's white on white crime. You know me as a black person, I love to sit back and watch white on white crime (laughs) because it proves my point that what? Not only black people commit crimes. Uh, But anyway, the reason why I'm giving it to Eminem is because Eminem is a complete and utter hypocrite. Eminem, this is the same Eminem that when Christina Aguilera was 19 years old and he was damn near 30, he came for her accusing just because she made us a, a, a comment on mtv accusing her of sucking um carson daly's dick and another <clears> man 19 year old child yes um because you want to be talking about kids because basically Haley, eminem's kid was 16 at the time when machine gun kelly made that tweet and he was 22 so anyway back to what i was saying eminem was 30 christina aguilera was 19 she made a comment saying that she picked his video um, for I think it was like some MTV show where they were picking like telling her to pick what video she liked the most and she picked his video then she made another comment which he didn't care for he came for her saying that she sucked dick and blah blah moving on forward a few years he made a song called Us Like That in that song he spoke about seeing Mary-Kate and Ashley in um, in the shower meanwhile he was a 33 year old man 30 mm-hmm. something year old man and they were like practically just just maybe come out of their teens. I don't think they, they might have been 19 as well. And then he made a comment about Hilary Duff. At the time, Hilary Duff was about 18 years old and he was also in his 30s. So you see what I'm saying, right? There's He has a pattern of talking about younger females mm-hmm. and what he wants to do to them sexually. But when it's his child, all of a sudden, everybody should have boundaries. All of a sudden, someone should get blackboard in an industry for having an opinion on the fact that your child is good looking. No, 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 sir. If you were somebody who didn't talk about other people's kids and come for other people's children, then maybe we'll give you that. But the fact that you want to end somebody's career for talking about your kid, but you, meanwhile, you're forgetting the fact that Hilary Duff has a father, might be a deadbeat, still a father. The Olsen sisters have a father. And Christina Aguilera, deadbeat as well, but has a father. So who are you to sit there and be upset at the fact that there's another man talking about your kid, you're just getting a taste of your own medicine. But to try and blackball him, I, I really can't. I can't. So Eminem, you get the L of the week. Fuck you. Change your birthday because I want to be born on the same day as a nigga like you. Bye, boo. Bye, bitch. And the winner of the week. The winner of the week for me goes to Julius Malenga. Malenwa. Malenwa. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French. <laughs> my thing is, is that he's made me realise that I'm I'm probably going to have to die before my time. Yep. No, 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 no. I'm being dead serious. My thing is, is that he... I listened to several of his speeches and his talks and it made me realise that me living in the UK, I haven't, ha- I shouldn't have to 
do all of this because I'm a black woman. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's not normal. If I have to die for my children to be black and free, I will do it. No, I'm being dead serious. No, I'm with you. I will lose my life because this whole thing where our parents have to talk to us, so you're going to have to work harder as a black yeah, woman. All the your time. attitude, the way you're going to be perceived. No, yep. no, no. This is not the way of life. Mm-hmm. And he literally said, listen, before anything good happens comes the fall. Yeah. He says, the EU are going to come for us. America's going to come for us. The UK's going to come for us. Yeah. And people are going to have to die yeah. on the front line. Mm-hmm. And he said, we're not scared because he said, I'm not on social media, so I'm not an online revolutionary. I've been yeah. on the picket line from the beginning. Yeah, so has. all of this that you're tweeting, yeah. Donald Trump, is not scaring me because I don't use the internet. Yeah, I have been you. fighting. And I'm like, do you know what? Fuck it. Do you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to struggle anymore. So yeah. he gets one of the week because my thing is, is that I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to die for my children and my grandchildren to, to be able to live in Africa that, and to be able to really have the land of the free. Yeah. Like the, we, it's Africa true. doesn't need the world. The world needs Africa. We have yeah. all, every resources from fuel mm-hmm. to diamonds, to yeah. gold. We have it all. Like if they paid us market rate for that, Africa would be the wealthiest. The, the UK doesn't the supply anything. The UK has got nothing to it. The UK has got That's nothing to manipulate. it. The UK should not be a financial hub. The UK yeah. has nothing yeah. to it. Like as I said, I'm ready. I am literally ready to take a bullet in my chest. Same from the from America, from the EU, yeah. for my future children and my grandchildren. It's true. I am. I don't want to be in this country no more either. I can't yeah. be bothered anymore. Time I can't bother to wake up every morning. I get. I get. I have a good job. I get paid well, but I'm still a black woman. Yeah. I just can't be bothered anymore. And he's just. Time to go. When I was listening to, I listened to six of his speeches, and it's just like, you should be able to babe in your blackness yeah. you should be we are from a rich continent yeah the people should be bowing down to us Thank why you. are we bowing down to these people it's nah do you know what yeah as soon as the south african office opens up i'm gonna move to south africa yeah. get my money Girl, and you me. know what yeah if they shoot me they shoot me but my children yeah. will live a better life I am really, i'm i'm, I'm willing to fight with julius on this yeah. one like the eu are gonna Same. come for us but yeah africa is not a white man's land it's take not. everything back yeah. with no explanations he said there's never been a white genocide in Africa. So why why have we all of a sudden got an outrage from America, from the EU? Yeah. Where was your outrage when where's your outrage when people in Congo were dying, getting their arms chopped off? Yeah. When when the Rwanda massacre was going on? Yeah. Where was your fucking outrage now? What because yeah. a couple of farmers are losing their land? Yeah. You you lot are land outraged. That they didn't even obtain legal. Go back to where you're from. The same way we're, we're unhappy in England, they tell you to go back to your country. And we're you trying too. to go back to your well, country. Back. My yeah. thing is is that as Phil says, pay me my money and I will go. I'll go. Said, yeah, give, yeah. give us our three give million pounds. Yeah. For slavery, yeah. for every for oppression, we'll for go. people who built the White House, for people yeah. who built built Trafalgar Square, the Windrush Generation yep. that built Trafalgar Square, for yeah. everything we've contributed to this country, give me all my taxes back on my N I and I will go. I'll you know have that enough if money every black person to sell. decided to pack their bags and leave, especially in, even in America, they always say this: that like, if we packed our bags and left and went back to Africa, they'll come and look for us again. My thing is that give me everything I've contributed to your country through taxes and N I, yeah. my mother, my, my my grandfather, give everything back. And I will gladly go. And same for America. Injustice. They're saying, give that's what they're saying, give me my three millions for slavery that like you paid the Jews. Yeah. And we'll go. We'll, we'll fuck off and go. I'll go back to Africa for three million mm. and start a new life and start a business. Man, I no, wish fuck more this. Fuck this. I wanna, I'm, I'm going. And my thing is, I'm ready to take the bullets in my chest. Same. Because this life we're living, it's just too it's hard. It's not worth it. It's not it's worth too it. Too hard. It's, it's I, too hard. I, I know for a fact Fighting that. Fighting in the colonizers' land for opportunities. And be, this is what I remember I was even saying this the other day. I was just like, listen, people need to, under, need to figure out where they want to stand. Are we going to... F- the Windrush generation, they're being deported back to their land and whatnot. 
and I completely disagree with them doing that. But at the same time, why are you making it seem like it's such a fucking taboo to go back to your it's own country? It's not the first time this has happened. It, why are you the, making it seem the, the like Indians, it's a death sentence to Indian, go back home? When the Indians pick, were getting deported... Either you love your culture or you don't. Pick one. Either you love your country or you don't. Pick one. You know, I can live in Nigeria with the no likes. I've done it Same. already. I've done it. I've I been there. I can go back home. Mosquitoes done. Yam up my legs. Yeah. Snakes, like I, I'll do all of that. I was woken up in the morning by the Muslim woman singing, like, it's fine, it's fine, there and I'm still here. But people want to act like it's a death sentence. I'll, I'll go to back be there. Back to the Caribbean. It's no, not I'll a death go back there. I'll go back there with a career and money and stability. And if the England wants to give me back my taxes and my NI, I will gladly go because yeah. I'll be set you up know for life. I've been paying the NI for 12 years now, I've taxed for 12 years. I'll go. And I don't get anything. So I will gladly go and live my best life i know my mom's going to be gone in 10 years she, yeah. she will never see that woman again in this country <laughs> and she, she hates it here she literally she can't wait to go she's never happy when she's there That's i've never seen my mum happy in nigeria with nothing with, with nothing, just yeah. being with no light just yeah. lying there just getting happy. her hair done yeah it, actually, she was just she just living her best That's life and to be life. in this country no it's not worth it's it not, it's just not. to be around her family her nieces like she African doesn't care brother and sisters, brothers and sisters like we've had like go. it was it's time to go it's time to go let's just all go back it's time to go there's nothing for you here and there never will be and we can travel and around can, africa can, we can yeah. go to ghana we can there's go to egypt we can go to zambia exactly. it's all a different experience That's kenya you go to different parts do you know what sudan for me it's refreshing my sister has african-american friends who she met as they were expats in zambia and I remember, like, thinking to myself, look at them. They've completely left what would be their natural habitat to go and work around the world. And guess what? It's they true. adapted to life there. And they were living a good life. But obviously, it's not the same as living in the... It's like, true. what it is that your day-to-day life is the same. You, you wake up in a nice house. You wake up in all of that. But it's, like, the reason... You can't get things you as can't. easy as you would want to get them. But the basic things that you need, even beyond basic, they're there. Some of the girls I went to school with, man... Living their best life. Do you know man. what I mean? Like, why are we still look? I look at them on snap. Come on, please. I look people, at them on snap. They're living their, even together. after work. After work, I go home. I go gym. I go sleep. There after go. work, they at some sort of David O turn up. There you go. Because you know what it is. You have that freedom to actually be able to go off and enjoy your life, and that's what it is. Anyway, guys, we're done with today's episode. Thank done. you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another episode. We will. I'm signing out. Mm. Later. Bye, guys. Bye.